pronounce his last name. Alex S. Big in the podcast world, but okay, um, and it can be difficult. Okay, so your podcast and your podcast. Well, let's drop the link too for it. What's the name of it? Well, it's on YouTube. I know it was a video. It was actually a video web series called Anderson Street. So it's Anderson Street TV. Uh, okay, so it was the one, and that's the one that was your favorite for sure. That's and the so one I missed, and episodes. that's my favorite. If you have a favorite episode, do me a favor, drop it in the comments. That way, everybody can can go check it out. Um, and I'd love to as well. So that'll be fun. And hey, hey. Yeah. yes, they're listen, they're controversial topics. That was the whole point. A la Jeffersonian dinner. That was the format. Wait, we like so be ready. Uh, yeah, be ready. Everybody ready for that. All right. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Hey, what's up, Vision Pros, and welcome into another episode of Vision Pros Live. I'm your host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. Um, excited to have Victoria Cumberbatch, Vicky, once you get to know her, of course. Um, she's going to be awesome. We're going to be talking about what it is to be a facilitator, um, especially in terms of business and, and how that works, um, why somebody should want to work with a strategist, and do I really need a coach, um, you know, and... Uh, no, if you want your life to suck, you don't. Um, I'll be honest about that right now. But we will be come uncovering that a little bit further later. Um, I can see Vicky laughing in the background right now about that. So, uh, woo, we're going to have some fun talking about that. All right. So uh, without further ado, let's talk about the sponsors a little bit. So Icon Maker Live. Um, and, and why do I do this? Some people hate the whole idea of sponsors. I get it. I mean, like if you're just paid to promote somebody, that's one thing. But my sponsors are here because I love them. Um, like that's that's what I I enjoy what they've given to my life, and in some respects, sometimes my sponsors are people who uh, I actually you know I do get paid to to work with them, and I do get paid to promote their businesses. But I wouldn't do that for somebody that I didn't care about and something that I didn't enjoy and wasn't benefiting from myself. Um, so keep that in mind. There's also other sponsors that I've brought on that do not pay me. I just love the value that they provide. And it's a value for both my guests to know those entities and keep them in their little black book, as well as for every single person who's listening. So iconmakerlive.com is hosted by Tom Matson and Cheryl Pluff. And Danelle, I'm sorry, I forgot about Danella and I shouldn't because she's amazing and she's just behind the scenes. She's the Wizard of Oz for what they do, but actually like does great things. Um, not the Wizard of Oz who's fake. She's the one that runs the event and makes sure that everybody has a great time while they're there. She is phenomenal at running events. So if you're into event management um, and you need that, if you are looking to launch a podcast and make seven figures while doing so, if you need mentorship for how to raise money for doing so, or if, you, if you've ever said the words, I don't know if I have the money for that, then you're in a position where you need to raise money, by the way. Tom Matson's one of the best teachers I've ever learned from about how to raise money and how to position yourself into uh, a conversation to where people actually want to promote the cause that you're doing. So I can't speak highly enough about that or talk about the importance of that enough because most of the people that listen to this show are probably people who aspire to fulfill their vision. And if you're not investing in it, guess what? You have a dream, not a vision. Vision is something you actually sacrifice and work towards building. It's something you invest in. So without further ado, let's go to Cap Show. Cap Show is how we generate the notes for our shows. It's the number one AI tool for creating show notes uh, and creating content 
as ranked by digitalmarketer.com. Digitalmarketer.com, there's a reason they own that .com. Ryan Dice has built an amazing company. The fact that they state that's cool, but what's even more cool is you can go to Capshow. You can get a free trial. I always say get the free trial. Go in there, upload a couple of pieces of your audio or video content, and then click as fast as you can on all the little buttons. Put your copywriter, your AI copywriter to work. And it's going to take a few minutes or a few seconds for each one of those, but it's going to create sound bites for you. It's going to create blog posts for you. It's going to create Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube titles, descriptions. Just go on a, on a click tirade and click everything that you can and then go back and read the book that it put together. Read the content that it put together for your brand. And now instead of creating content from scratch, you have the ability to edit it to make sure that it comes out exactly how you speak. But the cool thing is the content has pulled from your tone already. It's a powerful resource. I highly recommend it. It can speed up your processes. Worst case, you try the you try the um, trial thing out and you're like, well, I'm just not ready to implement this or I don't want to use this yet. Cancel. You're good. Um, they have a phenomenal community as well. That's my favorite thing about Capshow is the leaders are really dedicated to helping every single person win. They have these community events. They do these uh, special guest promotions as well. They show you what you should be doing in the podcast world to win. Uh, again, I, I can't speak highly enough of, of those two entities. So that's why we do it. The Water Project as well. The Water Project is near and dear to my heart. I would feel very irresponsible in life if <clears throat> I went about my day getting done what I want to do. Um, you know, with my first world problems and forgot about the millions of people in the world who don't even have access to clean drinking water. The Water Project's a great opportunity to give back. They show you exactly where your money is going towards. They show you the progress of the community project. You get to see, for instance, the borehole well that people build for themselves with the engineering support they receive. You get to see the sand dams that they create and the people doing the work to, to make that happen. And next thing you know, you've got a community of 500 people who did not have clean drinking water with access to clean drinking water that keeps their kids in schools, keeps the community from fighting with each other. Um, you can imagine the turmoil. How would you feel if you did not have access to water today? Um, you know, what, what type of position would that put you in, in society? I probably wouldn't be the nicest, friendliest person in the world um, if I had to deal with that. So if you can give a dollar, $10, $10,000, whatever you can to the water project, please do. If you have a better project to support with your own opinion, then by all means, share the share a comment with a link to what you like to support and while you're at it, give back to that entity. Life's about giving. That's how we receive the most amount of happiness, in my humble opinion. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Victoria Cumberbatch. Uh, she has an amazing background. I'm going to start a little bit out of order here. 65 countries she's lived in and been immersed or in 65 countries. Do you realize the amount of wisdom that comes from somebody who's had access to that many different culture types? Um just, it's just mind blowing to me. Um, so Vic's experience up to now is often viewed as a cat with nine lives. Um, I'm going to read this too. There's just so much depth to somebody who's lived in 65 countries. Um, she's formally educated in government and politics, managing communities spanning the fledgling Central American hostel to a global medical student group, practicing improv and doing the van life during the pandemic as well. Um, coaching individuals through transformation, facilitating holotropic breathwork sessions and designing and facilitating workshops as well. She's a strong, compassionate, exuberant leader. I've seen that myself, who brings a decade of flavorful know-how and bringing engaging, invigorating, and resonant experiences to life. And she firmly believes in the transformative power of connection, creativity, and community with a mission to create spaces where people can connect, grow, collaborate, and confidently take action toward their dreams. So without further ado, Victoria, Thank you so much for being on Vision Press Live. 
What a time to be alive. Thank you for that intro. It was read beautifully. Thank you. I love that. What a time to be alive indeed. Absolutely. So those of you who are listening right now, let's honor that time. Who should listen? Why should they listen to you, Victoria? And what are they going to get out of today's show? Who should listen are people that are interested in learning something every day. People that are learners and always humble, right? I never know it all. I'm always willing to glean some grain of rice information to an immense ocean of information. Who knows? Everything in between. Why they should listen? I'm full of personality. I'm kidding. I'm not. <laughs> But uh, they should listen because I have a lot of really cool experiences to share. I've been through a lot of things. I've studied a lot of things and I enjoy engaging in conversation. I mean, that is the true way to learn, in my opinion. If schools were just like discussion series events, I think that and plus mind mapping of some kind, that would be the school of choice. And uh, what are you going to get out of today's show? Mystery and surprise. Let us see what we shall yes. create. Absolutely. Uh, right. And of course, those who are listening, um, you know, our series of questions guides that we're going to be diving deep into vision, how that un unfolds and how she impacts that. And as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about this facilitator role strategist and coach thing in just a minute as well. But without further ado, what's your vision for those that you serve in 30 seconds? Okay. Uh, well, my vision for the world is to curate spaces that create connection through community collaboration and creativity. So, for those that I serve, it would be those things in order to get toward breakthroughs and empowering people to recognize their own crown. You always have it on. You're completely whole and fully capable and resourceful. Let us help each other get there. I love that. Seconds. Okay. Very good. No, you nailed it. And so in terms of um, <clears throat> how you can serve people with your greatest capacity, um, yeah. what is that? What does that ideal audience look like? What is somebody facing um, or, or community or an organization facing where they'd be like, oh my gosh, we need yeah. Vicky to come in. Yeah, it would be. So the two that come to mind is those that I coach through transformation and those that I work with in um, facilitation. With coaching, it would really primarily be women wanting to soften, really, you know, to put it super simply, women that have felt they energetically approach life from a masculine perspective, striving, drive, ambition, you know, lean in. Sheryl Sandberg, I must, I have to, uh, I have to do it all. I'm a CEO and a, and a CEO in the house. Those women that are being called toward harmonizing, balancing their lives by tapping a bit more into the feminine aspect, which is softening instead of striving. Open timeline versus deadline. Um, forecasting instead of stringent goals. Collaboration over competition. These things. Really, it's more the yin and yang. You know, what you have in the dark, you must have in the light. As opposed to like man and woman. Okay. okay. So it would be those women seeking some harmony. And how do I get back to me and recognize the resources that I already have? How can I shelve? all of the masks and stories that perpetuate imposter syndrome, uncertainty. I don't want to vocalize what I think or believe because I don't really know the women that say, I'm sorry, before they start a sentence, right? Like that's not what we want to perpetuate going forward in, in our world. So we get to work wow. together. Uh, so let, that me, would be, let me speculate a little bit yeah. on that. 
And my okay. speculation, feel free to destroy it, challenge it, do whatever you want with it. Okay. Let's go. What's like burning in my heart is without losing their power. Correct. Oh, a thousand percent. That's yeah. the, that. Okay. Okay. I, Cause I could see oh, that. Yeah. I was like, you know, I, I see these people, men and women, right. Who are so determined to showcase their power. It's like a lion yeah. who's roaring constantly. And it's like, yeah. why you're already powerful. You're, you're not yeah. showing You're you're showing your fear by doing that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. You're absolutely right. And that is why it is a harmonious relationship as opposed to I'm really masculine and now I need to be really feminine it, and whoever you are, however you approach the game, right? Man, woman, otherwise. So it's about how can I weave both in and find where I sit, my unique seat. So what comes to mind is I also mess around with tarot. Can I curse or what? You can. Lightly. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mess no, you around can. with tarot. I mean, you, you okay. can. I, I, I'm not one to give permissions. Like this is your show. Okay. I just want to make sure. Um, so sweet. Tarot and Oracle cards. And there is a tarot card called Strength. It's a major arcana card. And on the card is the visual. It's always this visual based off Rider Waite is a woman, calm, cool, collected with her hand on top of a tamed lion. And that's, that would be the visual of what mm -hmm. breakthroughs and transformation and empowerment I want to see women have. I have I the like strength that. of this lion, but I got it. It's on me. I choose when when they roar or when he's tame. So that's mm. that. Uh, and thank you for bringing that visual up because I hadn't actually thought of that before. And Neither then I. you inspired it <laughs> with facilitation. Um, you know, a facilitator is someone that, I mean, the main role of a facilitator is someone that brings a group together and helps them plan, guide, be guided toward, or manage an event to get toward their goals. So they are otherwise unable to have done so, or they want a third party to assist them in pushing forward. So you can have facilitators for design sprints, uh, you know, hackathons, any sort of things like that for a company. You could have a facilitator managing different workshops at a company offsite or retreat. My flavor, of course, is along this like, how can we transform without like it being to woo woo in the professional space. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm woo woo. Oh, yeah. um, mine are really about authentic leadership and that what comes up in there is how to nix blurry um, language. Let's do this. We should do this. Who's doing what? Let's be clear in our communication and how ah. to do that. Um, authentic leadership is also how to have hard conversations, how to take accountability, how to give real feedback, which I believe, I mean, we can have a whole conversation about Absolutely. My thoughts on accountability not being taken in, in this place, but uh, bringing that back to the fore, um, cultural awareness. Stemming you know what's from annoying as an entrepreneur? Abroad. What? Yeah. Doing it all? No. Well, <laughs> maybe. Um, but when your team or when those around you don't feel like they can hold you accountable and trying to help them realize, you know, like that you want it, that you need it. That, that that is one of the greatest challenges I think most entrepreneurs face is learning how to facilitate the ability to get constructive real feedback from those who work with you directly. Well, yes, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. hell yeah, and it's it's 
a societal, systemic, generational woe of miscommunication and mislabeled responsibility for um, saying what it is you need. Mm. And so when you say woe, when you use that word, um, I think scripture, biblical context. Okay. Woe, woe meaning holy crap. Despair. Bad. Despair, right? Is that what you mean by that? Yeah. Yeah. That okay. is, I caught that. I want to make sure. I find it. it despicable and deeply saddening. Yeah. Because it doesn't need to be. No. It doesn't need to be the case. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <clears throat> yeah. Well said. So, I love that. We'll leave that up for, for another book to be unpacked. Um, okay. And let's dive into real quick. Let's switch gears a little bit. What's your personal vision at this point in your life, Vicki? What, what, what do you see for yourself 5, 10, 15 years down the road? Oh, because she doesn't look that far. I'll tell you that. Um, the vision that I have for my life is what do you mean by actually, that? I, it's, I, I really don't like to put myself in the timeline holes. I really don't. I don't because either. So you're fine to do that. Yeah, it adds really undue stress. I do forecast and I do short sprints, sure. season, season, year, max. But if we're being, I will, I can play, I can ball. You know what I'm saying? I can ball. I want to live in authentic connection, harmony, and joy. And with that, that means I am financially secure. I'm in a loving and committed and conscious partnership. I am a parent. I am in community. Mm. And by in community, I mean... I can actually go to my friend's house at 7 p.m. in tears and say, I don't know, but I need you right now. That's what I mean. Not this like, yeah, yeah I have community, but it's fake as hell. I'm not, I'm from Jersey. I don't have the time. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that for myself, even though I'm not from Jersey. I love it. <laughs> right. Right. It's <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, that's just beautiful. And I understand not, not boxing the timeline of, I think I've had one person, um, you know, give a similar style answer and I, I love it of, of, uh, you know, I, I want to keep enjoying the journey, right. An extension of the here and now, um, you know, basically, and, uh, making sure that we live for the moment. Um, not like you said, put ourselves in this position where we're trying to accomplish things that are, there's so many variables that we can't control. And if we become addicted to those outcomes, we can end up in a miserable position. True or false. Jackson. Yes, this changed during the pandemic when absolutely mm. everything went, you know, heads up, wild, round the block, who knows what's happening. And I, I'm a Capricorn. I come from a set of married parents that are together that, you know, worked in civil service. My mom was a teacher for friggin' 40 years. My dad was a cop, first black every rank in Hoboken. So like career people, right? Legacy people. And yeah. I give back. I'm and uh, that's what I knew to be true. So, and I'm a Capricorn, so I tend toward action. If I'm not doing, something's wrong. <laughs> I, who I want to coach is me. So yeah. I have approached life in this masculine drive time. I don't have it. Time is linear. I must complete this in order to be someone. I have to, if I don't reach this ideal that I set for myself, I have failed mindset. And it's because of the pandemic where I had to slow down and be like nothing that I thought was going to, everything has been delayed, postponed, shelved, nixed, right? Like thought I wanted to do van life for three years. I 
did it for a year, but within 20 minutes, I was like, Ooh, I don't think this is going to work. And I persevered because I thought I should like, that's what I don't want anymore. And so that is what has gotten me to answering questions about time in that way, because I don't know, I have a lot of things I want to accomplish and when they arrive will be when they arrive. That's right. I like that. I, I, um, I always say I changed. They used to like the quote, begin with the end in mind. Um, mm-hmm. I like the quote, begin with the vision in mind, like what I can actually right. see, um, you know, and, and yeah. striving towards that. Uh, a little safer, a um, little, <laughs> little more practical as well. And personal, super <clears throat> yeah. personal and True. intimate with you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, every time I think about that, I extract new little uh, realities about how that that just resonates in my heart. Um, so let's talk. Uh, let's go. Let's go dark okay. for a minute. Oh yeah. What is your worst oh. business experience ever? <laughs> What's that worst business experience ever for those listening and who didn't see on the screen? You're like, oh damn, we're gonna. <laughs> oh okay. okay go ahead. Oh no. Um, my worst. Whoops, sorry. My worst business experience. <laughs> As an entrepreneur mm-hmm. only. Sure. No, you I mean you can take us wherever you want. I mean, as an entrepreneur, it was like, oh my God, not not really honing in on what it is I wanted to do in the world. And so how to f- encapsulate that in a sentence. And it was on not a podcast, but you know, kind of a conversation back and forth where I was given questions that I should have definitely known these answers to of like, what are you about? What's your vision? Like these things. And I stumble still skinned through it. And I felt, oh, it was all me. And I learned that I had to sit down with myself and get, and get some clarity. And I was completely embarrassed, ashamed. I just kept apologizing. I was totally in that. I suck wow, I suck at this. I shouldn't do this anymore. I don't even know who I'm here. You know, that whole. So not my favorite. It was like a, not an interview, but with a potential client at like the start of when I was like, I'm going to work for myself. LOL. Don't know what I'm doing, but here we are. They said, dive in. I'm going to dive. And I dived and it was laughable. You hit the concrete. Yeah, I hit the concrete with my face. So yeah, definitely learned from that. Um, what happened? How did you not give up? You know, and and what did you? I mean, what did you feel after the effect? And how long did it take you to bounce back? I thought surely people are gonna like find out because this was when I um, was consulting as a community consultant and also a mentor for like newbie community managers. So, like, I have this experience in this one lane within community, really. And I can speak to community at large, but my experience is here. And I I acted like my experience was here. Hmm. So uh, I felt like a fraud. I felt um, ashamed and embarrassed. I thought everyone's going to find out about, everyone's going to find out about me that she's a fraud. And Vicky loves to talk and she's on everything, but she don't know nothing. I thought that was going to be like the prevailing commentary. Um, I actually, after, I don't know, maybe two weeks, I ended up hitting that person back up via email and I use beep 
so I can voice note in my emails because anytime I can use my voice, I prefer. And I basically told, told them that. I said, I fucked up and here's why. And here's what I learned. And I'm not trying to get another job. I just wanted to actually thank you for giving me that hard lesson that I don't know. I don't know what other like larger stage or something I would have been on stumbling, looking a fool. And I'm glad it was like between you and me. So it ended up being all right, you know, but in those like two week period, I was melancholic. I was blue. <laughs> I was wow. Blue. That's, and <clears throat> you're not alone. Yeah. You know, I think you know that at this point, but I'm going to voice it. And I think but there's still, a lot tell of people me. who are going to hear this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I've absolutely been there. Um, you know, and I, and, and not once, um, you know, right. like many yeah, times like in it. life, we find ourselves in that scenario. And, and sometimes it comes from a position of, of ignorance, um, you know, where we're like, oh, dang, I know a lot less than I thought, um, mm -hmm. you know, but sometimes it comes from a, a little bit of an apathy where we're like, ah, I can figure this out, um, you know, or I'll be able to make up for this. Um, yeah. and some, you know, sometimes we can't. But that, that's human. And sometimes that leads to our best opportunities. I, I took a job once. <laughs> uh, they right. said uh, it, I was 21. It was a temp job. And, and I could tell the one thing they wanted to make sure of is that I knew how to do PowerPoint. You know, oh, yeah. And I got that. Um, absolutely. And so I go home and I go, honey, quick, what's PowerPoint? Like, I didn't even oh, know what no, it was. I had never used it PowerPoint. before. Oh, so, yeah, I had no idea how to build a slideshow. And so I spent my night learning how yep. to do it and build it. And I came back with that thing done and they were like, you got the job. This is awesome. We want you to do it with all of them. And I was like, Oh, woo! I had the opposite effect. It worked. You know, yeah. it, it made the difference at the time, but you know, the reason why I'm bringing up the positive on that is I don't think you're, you're an evil person for what you strive to do, trying to, to get that position and help. You had a good intent. You wanted the help. Right. And at the same time, you owned the reality of, of, you know, what felt was probably kind of like a misconception or you, you, you misrepresented yep. what it was yeah. you're able to do. And there's a, there is a fine line. And I think there's a lot of gray in life yeah. in terms of what's yeah. absolute truth and what's not, because that company would not have had the PowerPoints of my quality had I not gone and learned how to use that stupid tool. The tool yeah. didn't matter. The person did in that case. Right. But sometimes it does. And we do have to know when, uh oh, we're putting people at risk. Um, and I, I can't say, hey, I can figure that surgery out. You know, like there's right. there's certain right. levels where. Because C's yeah. do get degrees. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. They do. Yes, they do. Uh, so what's your best experience in business? Man, I like how, the, how pensive the... you are. I appreciate it because the abrupt questions I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> All right. Uh, put you right in the spot with it. That's um, a hard one too. There's a lot of, there's a lot of great things that have happened in life. I'm sure. So picking ones. The there best. are. Okay. The one I'm going to pick is uh, actually, so I created and ran co-ran a retreat in Dominican Republic uh, in April, which feels like a lifetime ago. And it was the first time I did any of the above like retreat and went to DR and like all these things. And, um, <laughs> It was excellent also for the learning. I guess you could tell I'm a total learner. I'm like, let's always yeah, just absolutely. see what grain I could grab out of here. But um, I felt like there was this 
zeitgeist about retreats like people in the like spiritual wellness world zeitgeist are all on their the retreat perspective tip. correct the world perspective yes thank okay. you what people believe about it got it yes and that retreats is the thing and like so i thought let me get into the thing and be trendy with it for like a moment and see yeah and it was my big juicy goal from this transformational leadership program i was doing so i had to do it i had people were holding me accountable seriously and is another example of like day one i thought ooh I don't think I want to really do this going forward, but let's see what happens. And I did this with my best friend, Katrina, and our relationship strengthened. We realized how much work goes into this and that it takes more than two people in an ideal world to manage everything, including the linguistic challenges, okay? The timing challenges, the things breaking when you're in the third world challenges, right? Like I could go down a list, which like, should have known, but was hopeful. Um, well put. And yeah, yeah. I mean, the workshops that I presented, which were the first time that I did them, were slam dunks and also severely intense, like very intense for people. So I learned, you know, it's got to be a little bit of a drop, 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 dive versus. <laughs> so we're talking like. I'm a basketball guy. Blake Griffin sure. slam dunking on Pau Gasol three times in a row. Um, you know, yeah, and, and Pau's hurt and his ego's crushed instead of feeling up. Not the point of a retreat. Right. Like not calm and cool. And like we're learning something and back to calm and cool. Uh, yeah. So it was awesome. The setup was awesome. The people were awesome. I did it. Yay. I did something new and challenging. And more importantly, I'd love to be hired at retreats, but I don't want to run that shit. Okay. That's, that's the biggest <laughs> lesson. <laughs> I'd love to come in and leave. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Um, that's awesome. Well, way to, way to tackle that. That is, again, it's a very difficult beast to tackle. It's up there with you it's know, huge. writing and publishing a book. Um, and it was one of those things that's, oh, I can just do this, right? The just yep. factor comes into play. Yep. You're like, oh my gosh, this is a title yeah. of opportunity risk uh problem risk outs imposter solving imposter oh god marketing let's just say for what it is also marketing in general right Right. just one word (laughs) it's just one word right (laughs) oh no i can't stand that one yeah that's my that's my mo so when i hear marketing gal or marketing guy i i cringe and i'm like it's not a person it's a department like please (laughs) anybody who's claiming that red flag like run and hide no <laughs> such thing uh anyway yeah i'll, I'll back off well now no, we know I'll how you really feel me. yeah for sure yeah, um so we're going to talk about powerful lessons in just a minute um i'll give you some time on that one uh what thank you, know, you. powerful lesson um you know other visionaries can learn from your experience i do want you to think through that i want to uh there's a public incident that occurred uh, over this weekend. And you could claim that anytime the Jets play football, a public incident has occurred. Um, you know, um, sorry, Jets you. Fans. Um, you know, but uh, I'm a Zach Wilson wannabe fan. All right. So that's, uh, that's you know, it's hard. Um, but Colin Kaepernick, who's disappeared okay. off the map to an extent, yeah. off the map, there's a lot of controversy yeah. there, right? Well, uh, he wrote a letter to the team that oh. is a reflection to me of what you talked about in terms of worst okay. business experience and recovering, right? Making it right, bringing that forward. I'm not saying Colin Kaepernick has anything to make right. I don't judge people. What I am saying is 
he's leveraging the opportunity in one of the most powerful sales letters I've ever seen. It is so good. I'm going to share it live um, so people okay. can see this. And if you just go to, if you Google uh, Colin Kaepernick, this, this letter is going to pop up for you. And I'm really glad the owner of the team convinced him to share this. Um, this is just the, the back copy of the letter. Um, I don't, I don't have the front copy. Oh no, this is both of them. Never mind. Um, Twitter just is a funky display. And okay. you, if you were to utilize this <clears throat> to get yourself back on track or to get yourself into a winning position as a framework, it could help you articulate how to spring into the limelight of championship level behaviors and championship level opportunities. It doesn't matter where you're at as an individual. I love the way he formatted this letter and he facilitates respecting Zach. He facilitates helping them understand the, the great cal caliber of company that they are, brand that they are. He talks about um, you know, how much he knows about the existing situation. And, and mm. I mean, he did his research to make mm. this happen. And it's probably not the first time he's done this. He probably is a strategist who's helped him with, and that's okay. But everything about this is a, it's a very live public reality that's happening right now that validates the, the wonderful story that you shared with us. And I hope people take advantage of it. Amazing. Thank you. I hadn't heard of it or read it. So I got it up for myself. Oh, it's cool. It, it, it's I'm a sports junkie right here, you know, uh, going, going I, right into I that. couldn't tell. Hmm. Okay. Right. Hmm. Um, exactly. So <laughs> that let's go into your powerful lesson. Um, what, what powerful lesson would you like to share with those visionaries who are listening that, that may change their life, uh, may change their moment? lift them up for show. So something that I coach because I coached myself through it is uh, basically defining what success means for you and how I went about doing that is literally creating a barometer of success, like a linear scale from one to 10. And within, I really love diagrams, as I mentioned earlier, mind mapping. So I just had a really overwhelmed, manic set of months after I had completed and graduated that transformational program, really kind of like a reckoning with myself. Like, what am I, what do I even like? What, do, what, how do I determine and measure my own progress and what am I progressing toward? If I took out the puzzle piece of society says, because up to now, society has said a lot of things and I haven't done like many of them. As much as I'd love to be a rule abider in that way, it turns out I'm not. Hmm. And I created a mind map really of a, really a Venn diagram. Um, activities, what I like to do, uh, being how I like, how I prefer to feel on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and then my values. And then I just wrote it. I wrote everything in there. Absolutely anything. And I stood back and then I thought, huh, well, if I can feel a sense of contentment in my day, where might that sit on my view of success for me? That, that actually is like more of a seven. That's pretty high for me because very rarely am I at contentment and very, and never am I at happiness. I'm not a pursuit of happiness person. I find happiness and, oh, are you excited to be super fleeting, which is why I tend toward exuberance because it's like a consistent simmering, upbeat level. 
So I got really clear on the words that define me. I got clear on what success looks like aside from just like how much money I make says, you know, the Western world. Um, bopping from job to job says society is this thing, but I decided to reframe my own story. Be like, wow, I'm a cat with nine lives, right? Like I wrote that with really great mentors of mine and like, how can I formulate who I am, what I do and how I see whatever is written there as successful, regardless of what other people think. And I, I believe, because I get a lot of questions, how do you stay motivated? How do you do so much? And I think, I honestly believe that a lack of motivation comes from measuring yourself in the gap. If you've read the gap in the game, you'd know this. When you measure yourself between where you are now and where you hope to be, you'll always be losing. And thus you will consistently feel demotivated and deterred to do more. So you may sit in a hole and become a couch potato. If you measure yourself in your gain, look at how far I've come. Everything gets celebrated. We are, we do not live in a celebratory culture of the small wins equal big wins of 1% of progress is progress though. We don't live there. If we did, what might anything look like? What might our, our industries look like? What might our systems look like? What might our family structures look like? Right? So I do honestly believe that it comes from you sitting down with yourself and defining what success means for just you. Being, having, doing. Those are the things that get into it. I love that. Um, I love a lot of what you unpacked in it. Just, you know, we're, we're sharing these external resources, but I hope what people are, are capturing is how golden the book is that's within you. Bingo. It's there, like within within That's you, it. like specifically Victoria, like you have so much to provide to this world, um, and you're so clear and articulate about these different dynamics that you've come to believe. Yet you're humble enough to recognize that you have this constant opportunity to keep learning, and that's usually uh, that that's what I see the most intelligent people in the world doing. Um, you know, is they're they're continuing to stay uh, feasting. They continue to feast, feasting on what they can learn. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. so, <clears throat> yeah, thank you. Um, I, I see it. And those who are listening too, um, as you know, dive deep within yourself to figure that out. Maybe you don't have to dive deep, but grab a piece of paper maybe, um, and start writing down like, what is success to you? Um, you know, and I love that you use the gap in the gain. Um, I haven't read the book, but I've heard it referenced several times and I grasped the concept quite fast as you sure. talked about it. Yep. I definitely live by that. Um, and it's, it's what drives peace for me. Yep. I'm also grateful that you acknowledge that, you know, not many people would admit that or what you said, um, and then we'll misinterpret what you said about happiness. Um, ah. you know, but you brought up a very valid truth. Um, <clears throat> I think most of us relate to it, but I know a lot of people who are scared to admit it. About the a fleeting people, aspect. Yeah, the fleeting aspect. Yeah, we're not guaranteed happiness in this life. No. Uh, right. there's no guarantee of it. Um, and I, I've right. lived a life um mostly. I don't want to say deprived of it, but without the ability and understanding of how to access it and without the blessing of it, um, you know, like it. So it's it's one of those things that um, I'm grateful when it comes. Right. Grateful when it comes, but aware of the reality that um, there and, and some people, those who are getting ready to challenge that um, and plan on on revealing this um, and I want to keep it um, sacred and and uh, and 
off the table for the most part, but my, my stepmom passed away on Sunday. Um, and I found out oh. yesterday, my, my brother called me, um, step ex stepbrother. Um, we will be family for life always, um, you know, because of the, the relationship and yeah. bond that we formed. Um, yeah. and so when you're going through something like that, um, you, and ironically, my sister, uh, my, my half sister, she, two days before he told me, no, the day before she sent me a video of Andy Grammer and Andy Grammer in this video says, um, he's sharing about running into your grief, like head on, but in a, in a positive oh. way. And he says, um, you know, he, he was, he'll be in the grocery store line and he'll say, you know, uh, Hey, you, you remind me of my mom. My mom just passed away. Do you mind if I buy your groceries? Cause I can't do that for her anymore. And the, the, the touching experience that can occur with that. Um, you know, he did that in another place, the same thing. Yeah. The lady said, you remind me of my son and my son just passed away. And next thing you know, they're, they're bawling and they're sharing this experience together. And, and so I, you know, I received that right before getting the news about my stepmom wow. and thinking about wow. all the things that I wanted to do, um, you know, to, to facilitate our relationship. We had started the process. Okay. But there are certain things that, that we didn't get to, to go over, like how much she strived to help my dad with me. Like we worked so hard on, on finding, on, on facilitating his light. Um, and yeah. so anyway, you, you've inspired that share because at the end of the day, while, while happiness is something that's hard to come across when you're going through something like that, I have peace. Mm. I have that. Nobody can take my peace from me. Only I can. And so that's the, Bingo. that's the main sentiment that I, that I go that's for in the life. Main sentiment. And thank again, you so much for sharing that. Um, yeah. I'm so sorry for your loss and peace, ease, hope. Those feel fulfillment, reverence, those. Mm. Virtues. Those, yeah. Yeah. They feel heavy enough that I can like place onto me and feel their power where. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of these flippant words we use, they don't hold it. Right. And I, well, I, I would also challenge you. Um, I'll challenge you on this. Happiness has um, its, its place in the virtue category. But I think sometimes we redefine our language. Um, you know, like we, we redefine yeah. the terms we mean. Like when we first learn about yeah. love, right? And we fall in love. You know, we, we're trying to figure that out as kids, like what that means. As adults, we're still trying to figure it out. We just think we have. We like to justify yeah. it, right? But when we <laughs> um, tell somebody, I love you because we want something from them, right? You know, right. There, there might be an element of truth to it. But at the same time, right, as a, as a little kid, you learn to say things um, that, that get you things in return. You're not necessarily leveraging the virtue in the right way. No. Um, you know, you're, you're learning the process. So I think happiness is one of those things, too, where we... I've had friends that think fun is happiness. It's not. It's, there's a reason there's two different words. I Yeah, I see. Your, I, yeah, yes. Point received and not to be argued with. There are several words actually that, and small phrases in this year alone that have turned a coin for me, like have hmm. new meaning, new definition for me. And if someone were to ask, willing to get in the conversation, but you know, how often are we doing this on the street? Like, what's your definition of rigor? You know, it's like never. So, but I know it for myself and that feels like good enough. I love that. Well, my, uh, my final, I'm just going to put a plug in for you. Um, because okay. I've seen you've created a safe space for me to 
jointly talk about you these to talk about these topics with you. Um, you facilitated, um, you know, and co-facilitated this podcast with me quite well. And you also have a depth of understanding when it comes to strategy and how to make sure that that engagements like this are on point. I can see how you could do that for an organization as well. And when it comes to coaching, right, the ability to both provide feedback and <clears throat> mold and adjust the situation, you have all that. So if there are organizations out there that are uh, striving to create change or in a position where change seems difficult or impossible to achieve, why in the world would they hesitate to bring you in and to, to help facilitate the process of understanding how to go about that um, rather than risk blowing the entire thing up um, by doing it without right. a facilitator? Um, you know, I'd, I'd rather turn to somebody that I've, I've heard about recently, gotten to see in action and uh, your, your cultural background is so needed right now in a world where companies aren't working with a local department. We're working with right. multiple nations, yep. multiple people who travel around the yep. world too, and are now influenced by all sorts of cultures. Yep. You're way ahead of the curve. So where can we get in touch with you if, uh, if we want to reach out? You can email me v at adventuresofcommunity.com. Same website, adventuresofcommunity.com. Instagram, adventuresofcommunity. I mean, let's call it branding or what? Okay. So you can <laughs> you find me it. in the places LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Victoria Cumberbatch. <clears throat> okay. Great. All those places. Awesome. All those places. Uh, well, it has been wonderful to host you. Um, if anybody has any questions for Victoria, don't hesitate to leave it in the comment on the on the show. Well, we'll get to those. We'll facilitate them as they come in. And Great. also, uh, like I said, don't hesitate to reach out to her directly um, and, on, and just strike up a conversation mm -hmm. about what your potential yep. needs are. Uh, if you got an event, you got a company, department, whatever. And um, we appreciate having you on the show. Is there? I'm gonna give you one more one more chance since we've got uh, we're a little bit over. But I'm okay. enjoying your vibe. Okay. What's one final piece of uh, of wisdom you'd like to share with the audience? Um. Thank you. My final piece of wisdom is from my dad, Simeon Cumberbatch, the man, the legend, and he always used to say, um, "Know your resources and don't be afraid to ask. Lean into support. Request what you need." We do not need to be individualistic. We get to be in community, in collaboration. Lean in, be vulnerable to say, hey, I'm having a hard spot. This is what I need. Can you help? People won't know unless you let them know. I love it. it. Vision pros. <laughs> I hope you follow that. Uh, I invite you to, to do so, and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention. Have an excellent time building out 